says a transfusion and the word he gave me was the life of the flesh is in the blood the blood of almighty God is going to begin to flow through you in such a way that is going to burn up burn out everything that is not like him and you will be renewed in every aspect of your body Lord, I thank you because your word says it and we know that you never fail. And from this day forth, Lord God, the life that is in him is renewed because your blood has just washed him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your presence, for the moving of your spirit this morning, Lord God. That each and every word, oh Lord God, will come to pass in the name of Jesus because you've said it, oh Lord God. That you are a God that you don't lie. You are a God that you don't repent because you said it, oh Lord God. We know it will come to pass in the lives of each and every person in this place today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. You are God and there is no one like you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is probably the hardest part of the service transitioning into another area. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. God is good. God is good. There is none like our God. None like our God. The scripture says all other gods are nothing. Nothing. 
there is only one only one hallelujah hallelujah and his love for us is unfailing unfailing love so much so that it says and while we were yet sinners he allowed his son to die for us because of his love for us hallelujah glory to God thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah greet someone as if you're being seated good God is good God is good hallelujah he is worthy he is worthy to be praised amen amen thank you Jesus glory to God glory to God God is good God is good Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He is worthy. We serve an awesome God. Awesome God. Awesome God. Awesome God. Awesome God. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. These are the times when God starts to touch the hearts of men and women to change their lives so that you will become more like him. Becoming more like him, that's the ultimate goal of the Father. Is for each and every one of us to become more like him. But in the body of Christ at large, there is an identity crisis. When I say identity crisis, I mean they don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, the enemy continuously takes advantage of them. And the Father in heaven is looking down and saying, I sent my son so that you can be like me. But men and women are allowing circumstances, situations to not see who they are. 
And this morning, we're, we're in the month of the, the supernatural. That we're, we're, what we are attempting to do here is, is to let you know from the word who you are. The supernatural is not something out there. The supernatural is within you. Now you say that to, to, to many in the body of Christ and they would just push that aside. Because what religion has done, it talks men out of who they are. And the reason they attempt to talk men out of who God has made them is because they see things that doesn't work. And because it doesn't work for them, they come to the conclusion that it's not for us. It went out with the apostles. Or we just don't know. However, when we do as the scripture says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word. When you open the word and begin to rightly divide the word, you see what God has said and what men say. What does his word say? And so many times growing up, we hear more of what men say than what God says. And then what happens is we try to match our experiences with what men say as opposed to what the word says. And we get confused and say, oh, I don't understand this. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I, I can't figure it out. But you know something? God is very complex, but he's not complicated. Very complex, but not complicated. The simplicity of the word. His word says it, and that's what it is. So now today, in light of the supernatural, we're going to talk about think and act like God. Think and act like God. The religious world would say that is not possible. But the word says it's possible. The word says you can do this. So now, we're going to look at a few things. It won't be for you too long. And you don't have to laugh at that. I know you laugh when pastors say it, but you don't have to laugh at this one. And what do you do? You're laughing. Well, you know, I, I've heard um, someone say when you're doing a message, 
the best way, one of the best ways to get your audience to engage with you is to let them laugh. So now that you've done a little laughing and a little smiling, we are engaged. So John, John the first chapter, in the 11th and the 13th to the 13th verse, it reads from the Passion Translation. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. He was not born by, join, by the joining of human parents or from natural means or by a man's desire, but he was born of God. Notice it says here that for those that embrace, embrace means that, that you have to take hold of. And so it says embrace and they took hold of his name. When you take hold of the name of God, it, it represents what you say about him and his practice that you can be in. So now, when, when we look at it, it, it says that to them he is given power to become here in the Passion Translation, the children of God. The King James Version says, the King James Version says, the children or the son of God. And that we're going to look at three different types of, in the scripture where it says, talk about son or children. And that word there, um, son or children, is the, the Greek word technon. And technon means to bear, beget a child. And this is the, the, this, this is the most interesting part to look at. Expressive of a being receiving its life, and nature from another. That individual, you have received your life and a nature from another. And that other one is God. Just as a child receives their DNA from the parent. Which then means, if he has given me the ability to become a child means that when I receive the new birth at that time, at the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, say it, believe it, and mean it. Because some people say it, they don't believe it, and they don't mean it. They just say it because someone say, say this. But at that point, when you, when you say believe and you receive it, the internal, your spirit man which is a true you, has been recreated by God. It is recreated by God with his DNA. His DNA. We need as a body to get this thought really in our hearts and our mind that I have the DNA of Almighty God. Religion says that, but only just because 
it says it in the word. Okay, so that's fine. But you don't, they don't really believe that. Because when you really believe that, you will walk and you will talk as God. That sounds sacrilegious to some people, but that's, this, is, this is what the word says. When I embrace him, when I receive him, he has given me the ability to become a child, one that was birthed by him. Your DNA is the DNA of the creator of the universe. Once you accept Christ, your DNA now becomes that of God. And when we take that and things start to, to occur in our bodies, we can say, I have the DNA of Almighty God. I have the blood of Jesus Christ, which is God flowing through me. Ladies and gentlemen, don't just take that as something that is, sounds good. But take that as what God says it is. You are my child. And as a child of God, I can do what God can do. As a child of God, you can do what God can do. Which means when we really take this to heart and live this thing, we will walk, and we'll see it in the scripture, we will walk in the same authority, the same manner as Jesus Christ. Many of us are not walking as Jesus walked. Circumstances and situation bombards us. And we don't know exactly what to do. But when we look at the life of Jesus, so many times in the scripture, we see Jesus go away to a private place and he prayed. When situation arises in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, the best thing to do is to pray. We need to follow the life of, of Jesus. Prayer empowers us to do the works of God. <laughs> this is new. No prayer. No power. No prayer. No power. So in order, and, and this is why so many people are, are being bombarded and don't want to know what they don't know what to do because the life of prayer is not there. And if your life of prayer is not there, you do not have the ability of God in you because that comes through prayer. And when we pray, God hears. 
Jesus says, I do nothing of myself, only which I see the Father doing. The only way that he can see what the Father is doing is by spending time in the presence of his Father. Ladies and gentlemen, however amount of time you believe that you, you spend in the presence of the Father, it needs to be increased. You know, I, I, for myself, not, not in a boasting, but just in an informational so you can understand. The, the, the last week of fasting and prayer we had last month, just that week alone, I spent 80 hours in prayer. But you know something? It means nothing. That was then. You keep doing. You don't stop because you have spent time. Spent time does not make time now. You need to make time now. Not boastful about what you have done, but what are you doing now? Because when you spend the time with him, then he's able to continually show you what you need to do, what areas you need to change, what things you need to move into, what things you need to back out of. That only comes when you're constantly spending time with the Father. And for us, spending time with the Father involves the majority of praying in other tongues. Because the scripture says, he that knows that the minds know the mind of the spirit. That he makes intercession for us with groans which cannot be uttered in articulate speech. So therefore, when we spend time in prayer before the heavenly father, then the heavenly father will be able to give you answers. And we all need answers. God is the one that has all the answers. But we spend so little time seeking him for the answers we need and more time worrying about the answer. Romans 8 5 through 14 it says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that pleases the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your what? Leads to death. Many of our problems occur right here in our minds. The enemy uses our minds to, to thwart what God wants to do. We sometimes think about things too much rather than praying about those things. We think about them. We analyze them. We make plans for them. But the most important plan to be made is the plan 
of spending time with the Father. In terms of your mind, Romans 12, 1 through 2 said, but Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. He said that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable form of service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The only way that the transformation that is necessary for you to walk as a God in the earth comes through the renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind through the word. Not the renewing of the mind through television, newspapers, social media. All those things are good within context. I give you a test. Take a personal test. In the past week, I'd like you to do a calculation in your mind. Of those 144 hours in the week, how many of those hours you spent television, social media, and all these other things in comparison to prayer and the word? That becomes a litmus test of where you are. And how much the Father can give you. You know, we said, well, we spend quality time. Quality time. That sounds good. But that's just a way of saying, I'm spending limited time. Because we say, I spent quality time. Oh, I, 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 I pray, I pray, I pray. I spent quality time with the Lord. Five minutes? Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell that to your, your, your spouse or your children. That, oh, I'm spending quality time. I'm giving you five minutes today. I think there'll be trouble in the camp. But you see, we, we look at these things... And because they are physically in front of us, they seem to draw our attention even more than the invisible thing that we don't see, but they're all the time. And the invisible thing that we don't see is, those, is that thing that, that really holds you that you need to take a hold of because these physical things is going to pass away. But the things that are not seen, that's the eternal things. And we spend so little time. In a course of a week, we spend so little time with our Father, that we say we love Him, that we say we do anything for Him. Oh, I'm not making anyone feel bad. <laughs> not my intention. My intention is for informational purposes. You know, a PSA. But you see, when, when, when the Lord looks down and, and He wants 
to, to do something in the lives of his, of his people, of his children, he, he cannot at times do it because they have not spent the time so that when he gives the instructions, they know what to do. It's, you see, instructions from the Lord is being given out every moment of the day. Every moment of the day, every moment of the day, every moment of the day, everything we do, everything we, everything we say, everything we see, every decision we make, the, the, those things are being, being sent out. But just as right now, there's a radio station on, and I cannot hear it because I am not tuned in to it. But it's still sending out the information. Information is still going, still going, still going. But because I'm not tuned in, I cannot hear it. And so in the lives of men and women that, that call themselves born-again believers, the, 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 the Heavenly Father is sending out the signal and he's speaking and he's, and he's giving directions and instructions. And because we are tuned into something else, we cannot. And because we are unable to hear the instructions, we then make bad decisions. Because we are unable to hear the instruction, we go to someone else that we, that we believe spend more time with God. We say to them, do you have a word for me? <laughs> and the word is get before your father. Tune in to him. So that you can hear your instructions. I mean, prophets are here for a particular purpose that God has set in the body. But he's not set in the body to be your personal advisor. They are set in the body for the body. And when you spend your time with him, then he's able to give you your instruction. And a prophet will come behind and confirm. But because we're not spending time with the father, we're looking for the prophets to give us the instruction as opposed to confirming what God has given us. We're still talking about the supernatural now. We're still talking about the supernatural. Because this is a part of being a supernatural person that you are able to connect with the divine God that knows everything to give you the instructions you need in the natural. You know, I haven't finished reading the scripture yet. Okay. I think I'll start, continue reading verse 6, and I got, okay. So letting, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. 
but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Never. What does never mean? If you're, not, if you're not a child of God, no matter what you do, never pleases God. All your righteousness before God is filthy rags. All your good works still filthy rags rags before God. Why? Because you haven't taken the first step of receiving him and his DNA. Verse 9. But you are not controlled. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. There's no such thing as a Sunday Christian and a Monday through, through Saturday, sinner. No, you're a sinner. <laughs> Verse 10. And Christ lives within you. Even so, though your body die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Now, after he said all this, he says, Therefore, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what, is, what your sinful nature urges you to do. So what is telling you that? You have the power. You know, some, sometimes uh, you ask some, a person, why did you do that? Oh, I don't know. When you say that, there are times that it's because you have not the power. It overtakes you. But first, before it overtakes you, there is a thought in your mind. You see, I would say 99% of the things that we do, there was a thought process that goes in before it's done. It might be that fast, but it's a thought process. And when we, we do that thought process, we know and we, we calculate in that split second the positive and the negative. 
Because if we're, gonna, if we're doing something, we know if I do this, this will happen. If I don't do this, this will happen. So in that split second, we have the thought process and we make our decision based on what? The sinful nature or the Spirit of God? So many times, even as Christians, we make those decisions based on the sinful nature. Paul says, don't allow that to control you. Didn't think it would take me this long to read this scripture. Okay. I'm almost done with it, though. He says in verse 13, For if you live by the dictates, if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you would live. And when it says the deeds, it's talking about the practices. And that's the Greek word is praxis. Greek word practice means to praxis means to practice, which means it's an habitual thing. You continue doing it. the practices, the practices, the practice, practice. When you want to get become good at something, what do you do? Practice, 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 practice. What are you practicing? What is your practice like today? After we leave here, are you practicing righteousness or are you practicing the sinful nature? We're still talking about a supernatural. Now, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are Children of God, which means if you're not being led by the Spirit of God, you're not his children, you're not his child, you don't belong to him. That word son or children in the, in the King James says son, that word children is another Greek word heos. And he used to express the dignity and character of the relationship. Now, so, so we have gone from a technon, which one that has been birthed, to now we're over into a heos, one that has mature. A mature child of God is controlled by the spirit of God. When you look at a person's life and you can and they say they are a Christian that you can see by what they do what is controlling them are they just a mere child or are they mature And let me say this maturity doesn't take 20 years as a person that's born again and accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. 20 years from now, you, 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 could, you should not be doing the same thing that you were before. Because if you looked at, at that in the natural, that 
a 20-year-old is doing the same thing that an infant would do, we said, there is a problem. And then they have classifications for that. <laughs> Imagine if someone is 20 years old and they're just saying, mama, dada. And that problem can be fixed. The fix is getting the word and mature. Okay. I'm going to speed up a little bit. I have a note there and it says, your conduct gives evidence of the dignity. Dignity there is a seriousness of your relationship to your, to your like, likeness of whose character? His character, not your character, his character. Because we are born of him, our character now goes and see what is the character of God. And where do we find the character of God? In the word. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. So we are not, we, we, we can't really honestly say we don't know what God is about. Because it's all here in the book. The thing is, we have to spend time in the book to find out what his character is. Many people don't spend time in the book. They come to church on Sunday and then they hear a, a person speak and they take it as that. And they don't look for themselves in the book. And when you don't open the book and take just the, what a person says, whether it's right or wrong, what that person is saying. If you only take what that person said, you are limiting your potential and your growth because now everything that is you know about God is not from a personal experience with him but it's from an experience by hearing someone else speak and so many Christians have the experience of what their pastor or what somebody what a counselor say as opposed to an ex personal experience knowing God for yourself in the book Galatians 4, 1 through 7. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, now we come to another Greek word for child. That Greek word is nephios. Nephios, and I know that's not on there. I'm just giving you information. Nephios is a, a non-speaking or an infant a simple-minded person or an immature Christian. So we have looked at technon, which is just his birth. We now look at nephios, which is a child that's a little bit better, but immature. And then we have a heos, which is where we all need to be. Because whenever it talked about Jesus Christ as the, the, the son of God, son of man, it's not technon, it's not nephios, it's always hideos, the mature one. And we need to be mature. As mature as we are, we know the voice of God. So, 
Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differs not, differs nothing from a servant. The word servant there is the Greek word doulos, which means a slave. When you are an immature Christian, you are still a slave. It says there's nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Which means he has all the potential because of his birth. But because of immaturity, he's just as if, just a slave. We don't want to be slaves. We all want to be free. And freedom comes by getting in the word and knowing what the word says. So, but, if, but, but it's under tutors and government until the appointed time of the father. Even so, we, when we were children, nephews, were in bondage under the elements of this world. The elements of this world. When, 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 when you are immature... Elements of this world, meaning those things that are around you. Those little things that just get at you. Elements of this world are things that frustrates you. But when we become mature, those things do not frustrate us now. Those elements, those things don't frustrate us because we know the word of God. We know God. We know who we are. We know that we have authority over the elements of this world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, Heos, made of a woman, made under the law. It says in the, in the, fifth, the fifth verse, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Adoption of sons. You know what that sons is? That's not nephews. That's not technon. That's Heos. God's perfect plan for us is for all of us to be mature. Because we, we can see that because when we look at Isaiah 9, 5, 6 and 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He was born a child, but he was, he was a son given to this world to redeem the world. Not an immature child, but one that knows the Father. Galatians 5, 6 to 18. And then we'll speed it up. But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. Then we come back to this 18th verse again. But if you are led, if you are guided, if you are controlled by the Spirit, you are not under the law. When you are being continuously led by the Spirit, the, the laws around you means nothing because you have a higher law 
that you're following. And God is able to maneuver you around the things that, 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 that will try to frustrate you from coming to know him even more. Colossians 2, 6 through 10 says, And now, just as you accepted Jesus, Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. King James Version said, Walk ye in him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Roots going down deep into his will, his purpose, so that your life will then grow. If your life is not shown a growth, your roots are shallow. Maybe I should say it in a very nicer way. <laughs> if there are things in your life that does not correspond to what God's word says, you may need to get more into the word. Get in the word. That's all that's saying. Get in the word. Every, see, everybody wants to, to, to be big and do good things and, and, and be be strong and victorious. However, there is a price that needs to be paid. There is a price needs to be paid so that your roots can get deep. Roots doesn't get deep just by doing nothing, by being on top of the soil. It goes down into the soil, which means you have to work your way through. Work your way through the gravel. Work your way through the stone. Work your way through all those things that, that, that goes under the ground that will try to stunt your growth. And when you get deep enough, then you're able to spread. And by spreading, then you're able to grow. Because if your roots don't get deep and spread, you won't grow tall. When you see a large tree, their roots is not on top. Their roots is very deep and spread. So that it's able to control the weight. The weight of the glory of God is only controlled when your roots of him are very deep. Very deep. Get your roots deep. Another question for you. Ask yourself, and I'm sure you're honest with your own self. How deep are your roots? How deep are your roots? How much can you spread? How high can you grow? Ask yourself that. Start back at verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him, that your faith will grow strong in the truth that your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. Don't let anyone listen to this. Talking about the supernatural. Don't let anyone cap capture you with empty philosophies 
and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. Would you like me to read that verse again? Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. That, that, that's the good part. High-sounding nonsense because a lot of people talking a lot of nonsense. That comes from human thinking, from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you are also complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. You are complete in Christ. But you know something? Sometimes because we don't spend enough time we don't know how complete we are, so we go here and there and try to do this and try to read that and, and, and try all these other things, not realizing you're complete. He has made you complete. First John 2, 4 through 6. And then after the scripture, we're going to get into what is supernatural. Okay. All, all the time, what, what, we're, what I'm doing is establishing who you are. Because in order to walk in the supernatural, you must know who you are. If you, if you were born in a royal family, if you don't know that you're a part of the royal family, you will do all these little, little things that means nothing because you don't know who you are. 1 John 2, 4 through 6, in the Passion Translation again. If someone claims, I have come to know God by experience, yet doesn't keep God's commands... He is a phony, and the truth finds no place in him. You got to keep his word. But the love of God will be perfected within, within the one who obeys God's word. And that word there is the logos, the written word. You got to obey the written word before the, 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 the rhema word can be effective in you. Because if you don't know the written logos, you don't know, you cannot hear the rhema. The rhema is not written. The rhema is heard. But if you don't know this, you cannot hear. You hear it be stopped up. When things come to your mind, you're unable to filter the word. Fifth verse again. But the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's words. We can be sure that we have truly come to live in intimacy with God. Not just by saying, I am intimate with God. You know, people say, oh yeah, I know God. We're good. And you look at your lifestyle and, and you're like, it just doesn't match up. It doesn't add up. But they think they are. 
Not just by saying, I am intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. But in order to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, you have to know what he has done. And the footsteps of Jesus is that he said, I and the Father are one. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's the footsteps of Jesus. He did, he, he, he did many miracles. He lived a holy life. He spoke only the words. The things that I do, that, that he does, is only the word. I only do what I see the Father is doing. Can you say that? But then comes the question, what is the supernatural? The word supernatural is not found in the Bible. It's Latin. Okay? And we know that the Bible is written in Hebrew and Greek. So Latin comes, you have Hebrew, Greek, then Germany, Germania, then you have Latin, then you have Old English, and then you come to modern English. And so, we only see in the Bible, we, we only see demonstrations of God's power. Therefore, the supernatural is a demonstration of God's natural divine ability, which each member of the body of Christ is commanded to walk in. We are commanded to walk in the supernatural. We are commanded to walk in the, the divine way on the divine power of God. When we walk in the divine power of God, that becomes natural. We no longer say, oh, that's super. No, that's, that's super. no. to others it might be supernatural, but to us it's natural. For a bird flying, it's natural. For us, that's supernatural. Why? Because we don't fly. But for a bird, Oh, that's what we do. You see, now, I have my, my, my notes here. It says, Superman is Superman, whether he's dressed as Clark Kent with glasses or the man of steel with his cape. He's still Superman. Which, which means because of who he is, no matter what he's dressed in, he still, he still has those capabilities. And you know something? When you watch the way, how could they not recognize him? All he has is glasses. <laughs> it's like, really? Now, it's interesting that, uh, yeah, this, is just a, this is just a throw out thought that, um, Superman from Krypton, and the, his name is Kal Al, Kal El, and El is the Hebrew word for God. So they knew once he comes to this earth, he'll be like a god. And so when we receive the DNA from Almighty God here on this earth, we are 
You know, sometimes it's hard just to say that. You will think it, but it's hard to say that. We will easily say, oh, I'm a Christian, than to say, I am a God. Because people think you're high-minded. No, no, this is what the Word says. I'm just acting on what He said. And He said, this is what I am. So therefore, if He said, this is what I am, this is what I am. Imagine you go to... You're talking with somebody and he says, oh, you're a Christian? I'm more than that. I'm a God. They will look at you and say, you know, try it. When I'm talking to people and, and, and even with this, this Corona stuff and, and I said, you know, I said, oh, Corona has nothing on me. They asked me why. I said, because I have immunity. Okay, what do you mean Immunity. I have immunity. No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my door. That's immunity. And I said, furthermore, I have the DNA, the blood of God in me, so therefore I am a God. And that blows your mind because it goes against what, 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 what society say, sometimes what your church say, and what they think. Because they think it's too lofty. No, it's not. It's taking your rightful place. And many things the enemy will try to do to, 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 to bring things to make you feel as if you're not who you are. I mean, d- during this time, there's so many times my body feels like, oh, something is going. I say, oh, no, no, no. I, and I would speak the word and I'll say, Lord, Father, your word says. This is what your word says. And my body therefore cannot be sick because I have the blood of Almighty God in me. I have his DNA. And because I have his DNA, no sickness shall befall me. But you see, the world, what they, they are so fearful of what they cannot see. But not, but, but not looking into the mirror of what his word says. And when you take him at his word, God cannot fail. Yeah. It's hard sometimes for us to understand that. That God, he does not fail. And because he does not fail, when I use his word that he said he has given to me, then therefore I cannot fail. Failure is not in the DNA of my God. So therefore, whatever is out there cannot come in here. And because it cannot come in here, I know those that, Proverbs 29, 20 says, those that trust in the Lord shall be safe. That's who we are. That's who we are. That is who we are. Not because of us, but because of him. I don't say this in my own strength. I say this on the integrity and the power of his word. The one that says, let there be light. 
And it's still going today. Light has not ceased. When you strip away the power of God, his authority, ability, and dominion, or his supernatural, from the church, you are left with a social club having a watered-down gospel demonstrate nothing of the divine. Nothing of the divine. Because you have stripped away his power, his authority, and his ability. Romans 16 and 1 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. And then in the NLT, which I'm reading, says, I'm not a, I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also to the Greek. That is a supernatural. And I have some other things that I'm going to share, but I'm just going to skip those. And Okay, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, all right, okay, this is one of pastors thing, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, <laughs> let's look at Jesus, see how he did, Mark eleven twelve through 23, Mark eleven twelve through 23, the next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry, he noticed a fig tree in, in full leaf a little ways off. No, instead of reading this, I'll just choose some of the scriptures. I'm sure you guys know about this. We see that Jesus here, he sees the fig tree and he says, okay, I need something to eat and nothing here. And he said to this, and he said, no one will eat from this tree anymore. And the scripture says, his disciples heard him. And then after he goes to the temple and he, and he, Whips them out and says, my house should be called a house of prayer. And then he comes back. And in the 20th verse. And in the 20th verse, it says, the next morning as they passed by the fig tree, the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it, it had withered from the root up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said, said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig, tree, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. How do you walk in the supernatural? The power of God, have faith in God, not in yourself. Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, you may be lift, lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. 
Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Because when you have faith in God, you're putting God himself on the throne of every situation. And when you put him on the throne of every situation, he rules. And if he rules, I rule. I rule also. Let's look at some. Let's look at Mark 16. Mark 16, 15 through 20. Is it there? Okay. Mark 16. It says, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if, any, and if they drink any, any poison, anything poisonous, it will not hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at the right hand, at God's right hand. And disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous things. Sign. Do you want to act and be in the supernatural? This is what Jesus said. See, see, see to me, th- th- this, th- this, this is one of those things where, where I call Jesus dropping the mic. Because it says, after he says all these things, what did it say? He dropped the mic and went up to sit on the right hand of the Father. Which means there's no ifs, ands, or buts about what the Word says. He didn't have to explain anything else. He said, this sign, these are the signs that will follow them that believe. Do you believe? So therefore, these are the miraculous signs that will follow you because you believe. And because he know that's what he said, that's what will be, he said, that's all I have to say. I'm not going to sit at the right hand of the Father. And therefore, it says that the, the disciples went out, they believed, and they did what? Miraculous signs. Which means if you're not seeing those miraculous signs, check yourself. Check yourself. Because he said, it will be. This is what will happen to those that believe. And we even see in in Acts 5, 
In Acts 5, 12 through 16, the apostles performed many signs, wonders, and miracles among the people. Many signs, wonders, and miracles among the people. And this is much that I'm going to read of that because I'm showing you that they, the early church understood the word that Jesus gave them about what, will you, what you will do after I leave if you believe. And because they believed, they went out and did many signs, wonders, and miracles. We as a church, because we believe it, we will see many signs, wonders, and miracles. And that will become our norm. Because we're walking in the supernatural. We're walking in the divine power, ability, and dominion of our Father. And so therefore... Romans 8, 19, in the Passion Translation, said, the entire universe is standing at tiptoe. I went that fast, did I? The entire universe is standing at tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. The King James put it this way. For the earnest expectation of the creatures waited For the manifestation of the sons of God. The whole universe is waiting for you and I to manifest the power of Almighty God. That it becomes so natural to us that everything we touch, every place we go, we will experience the divine power of Almighty God. Because we will walk as naturally in the supernatural as those that are natural in the earth. If we believe the earth and everything in it is waiting for you and I. To be what our Father has said who we are. Are you ready to be? Are you ready to be? Stand on your feet and give God glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. We thank you, God. Lord God, we thank you. We honor you, O Lord God. Great are you, Lord, and you are greatly to be praised. We magnify you, God. We lift our hands and we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. And you're greatly to be honored. And you're greatly to be praised. And we thank you. Because you are our Father. You are our Father. We call you Abba. Abba, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for each and every person that's here today, oh Lord God. We thank you, Father, that they will receive your word, Lord God, and walk in the fullness of it, knowing that you have made them a God in the earth. Because your word in Psalm 82 said, you stand in the congregation of the mighty and you judge us among the gods. And Jesus said, that your word said, we are God's. So we thank you, Lord. To walk in the supernatural is to walk as Jesus walked. And as Jesus walked, he only do what you showed. And we thank you, Father, 
that everything around us will bend to the presence of God in us as we declare your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.